Vegas Lariat. The huge suplex. Looking live at the Go Live Studios here in Las Vegas, Nevada. At least I hope you are, as I'm seeing our logo still up. I am Aaron Phillips behind the logo. There we are. There Hi we there. are. We are here. <laughs> You're looking live at the Go Live Vegas Studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. I am Aaron Phillips, the voice of Thoughts Count Anywhere, along with the voice of Matt Mullen. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Doing great. Life is good? Yeah, can't come on. Neonopolis under control? Yeah, still... As boring as ever, only Denny's is open, so there ain't much going on. Not even the 300-pound uh, burger place or whatever, uh, the Heart Attack Grill is uh, not open? Nope, they're non-essential, apparently. Not <laughs> <laughs> Sitting in studio with us is our ring boy, Mr. Jason. Just give us a ring so everyone knows you're here. There he is, Mr. Jason is here with us. And uh, we're working on bringing in our other co-hosts. One is on the air with us right now, Mr. Scott Hosey from the Hosey Household. How are you, sir? Hello there, sirs. How you guys? I see you got Matt there, and yeah. you got uh, no Johnny though. Where's Johnny? Well, I believe if he's not, or is he on the air yet? There with us, uh, Mr. Aaron. We're waiting for him to uh, uh, re uh, remote in. He got delayed. His traffic in in thoughts in uh, parts unknown was a little tight today, so uh, he should be getting on here with us in a few minutes. Uh, but he caught the exit of Dreamland, I guess. I <laughs> Dreamland exit Sick in Las Vegas. Yes. What's that? Traffic in Las Vegas right now? Well, uh, it depends how you want to define traffic <laughs> at this point. But uh, anyway, Johnny is a little delayed right now. He should be uh, coming online with us here any moment. Uh, once I get the signal from our producer, Mr. Aaron, then I'll, we'll bring him in. But anyway, so um, what, what exciting things have you all been doing since we last congregated here? Scott, anything exciting since last week for you? Well, as you and I uh, had a, a little... Uh, business meeting last night oh yes um my workspace is here yes <laughs> and my podcast is here ah. you know or vice versa <laughs> i was gonna say but you're so, backwards right now <laughs> yeah exactly i'm doing podcasting now so uh that's about it uh you know the store at the boulevard power play sports collectibles is still closed we are non-essential however um, i feel bad uh... yeah but we do have our website powerplaysportscards.com you can get all our merchandise there. Uh, doing great with the uh, wrestling gimmick bags, I call them. Right. You get eight to ten autographs for one low price, sixty bucks, postage paid. Um, selling a lot of carrion cross photos. I have no idea. Why. I wonder why. What a shocker! Shock. That's where we should have uh, Mr. Cooper's face come up. If we had that, let's yes. throw that up there. But uh, no, that's good. And by the way, just there it is. See, there's the shocking picture. Of all the pictures you're selling of Carrion Cross right now, I don't know if you see it visible yet, but uh, no, I don't see. I'm I'm basically um, just watching um, Aaron logo. Oh my God! Oh, you just saw it. <laughs> he just saw it <laughs> pop up. And those of us here in Las Vegas and around the world know exactly what that picture is from. But uh, in an attempt to not be political, we are going to use that one half. We're deemed necessary, but you can uh, read any innuendo that you want into that picture. Let's just say that the G-bomb was dropped all around the world today. So we'll just leave it at that. Um, but anyway, hey, I want to thank everybody for tuning by. And the chat room is cranking already. Bill is out there. Brian is out there. Nora, 
Stephanie Sprague, all the way up in Elko's out there. Shoshana's out there. Paul Bielman is out there. Thomas Glenn is out there. We know Thomas Chief. What's up, Chief? Yeah, Chief is out there. My buddy Nate Miller. You want to listen? Nate Miller, he's a, he hosts a great sports, and I'm going to give him a plug because I love the guy dearly. He does a sports show out of uh, Arlington, Texas, called uh, the Nate uh, the Basement Show with Nate Miller on the Fishbowl Network. Great sports guy. As a matter of fact, he's going to be a guest uh, on Our House, Our Voice this week, Scott. Um, great insight. Oh, very cool. And we're going to talk to him about what's going on. And he does work for the uh, Texas Rangers a little bit down there. With that, I believe Johnny has gotten out of the cross hallway traffic at his house and has made it, uh, <laughs> and has made, and has made it to his uh, laptop. Is that correct, Mr. Producer? Oh, we're still waiting. I apologize. I, I guess he must have gotten a yeah. flat tire. Um, I don't see him online right now. But JT Miller, thank you, JT, for sending a hi. We appreciate it. But anyway, we thank everybody. Hey, our phone number is visible right there on the screen, so I don't have to remember to give it to you all. 702-660-7666. And let me tell you, folks, we have stuff to talk about. We got two sheets worth of topics tonight, so you're not going to want to go anywhere. And by the way, over the last week, Mr. Matt, how many views have we had thus far on last week's show alone? Just on the video side, we had on a Facebook. little under 50,000. 50,000 views of our show. And how many on the audio side? Uh, Since about we 15, just got that up. 1,500. 1,500 on the audio for a week and almost 50,000 views of our show. We want to thank everybody for tuning in. And more importantly, if you have a business that you want to get the word out about what's going on, we have some great opportunities, especially if you have an online business and you want to let the world know that you're still doing stuff so that when everything gets back to normal, they don't forget that you are out there, contact us at PowerPlace <laughs> Thoughts Count Anywhere Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> I got PowerPlay on the mind, apparently. Well, listen, PowerPlay Sports is the you're like, welcome, Scott. major sponsor, and I am donning the yes, I am donning the headgear tonight as is Scott of PowerPlay Sports. Willie Triplett, good to see you out there, my friend. Long time no speak to. We are loading up like crazy. Please share us. Okay, now, with that, why are we waiting for our fourth partner? We are not going to wait any longer. We have some topics that we want to share out there. Ryan Smith, hello. Thomas talking to Ryan. Damn nice guys. We appreciate it. Thomas Burnett, we see you, buddy. Hey, I got your masks uh, all set. So, oh, you want Johnny? I may have to double your price for those masks, Thomas, if you want to see Johnny that quickly back on the show. But anyway... Uh, we have a lot. See, I didn't want to make that association, but, uh, you know, it was our highest rated show. So, you know, you, you can make whatever connection you want to there. No matter how much Thomas was rooting for, for Johnny to join us, you know, it is what it is. But anyway, so give us, what was that email again without PowerPlay Sports' email in there? Thoughts count anywhere podcast at gmail.com. I mean, a hundred bucks a month. If that intrigues you, send us an email. We'll tell you how. Okay. I hear voices. <laughs> Holy crap. That was loud. <laughs> wow. Woo. Okay. I can only hear out of the left ear now. That was Pooch. a quality bell ring. That was, that was, quite, that was probably <laughs> your best bell ring ever. Very good. <laughs> I can't hear worth crap right now, but that's fine. Who is the mystery hacker on SmackDown? Gentlemen, who do we think? Scott, let's start with you. Who do you want to throw your hat in as to who just might be the hacker? Okay, Jinder Mahal, we got to vote for Jinder. Matt. 
I'm going with Ali just because, like, in the one screen, little circle lights there. Okay. And that's, like, the circle thing that's usually in his hand. Oh. So repackage him to something like that would be kind of cool, maybe. Good connection. Depends how they roll with it. There you go. Good connection. Jason, uh, if we bring up your microphone there, who's your take on the potential hacker on SmackDown? Same with Matt, Ali. Ali, all right. Very good. Now, he is finally on with us. He got out of the traffic while crossing the hallway in his household. Johnny Rock, welcome to our show, to hey. the show, your show. Welcome. <laughs> hey, 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 is this thing on? Yeah, exactly. We we don't oh, see. All right, all right. We don't see a picture though, so turn your camera on. But while you're doing that, uh, um, while you're doing that, who is your take on who the mystery hacker just might be? I liked your I liked your CM Punk take. I think it's very very interesting. The, my heart wishes it would see a punk, but I got to go with Ali. I like, I like, that's a good, you know, it's, it's a really good choice. We haven't seen him in a while. Plus the, the whole, you know, seek the truth, be the light, you know, it, it kind of fits with his whole, you know, motif. And I could see them bringing him back with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, especially if uh, you think about Ali's like history over the last two years, like with having the opportunities taken away from him, he might be a little bitter. Okay. Good point. Uh, Ryan, yeah. Ryan chimes in and, since we now know it's not Killer Cross, his gut is telling him that is also Mustafa Ali. Um, I, too, way out there, kind of wish and hope it might be Punk, but I kind of agree I'm going to go on that Ali. Yeah, I was like, I, well. I was like did, did, did you say Punk just to pull it in my heartstrings? Because uh, that's not fair. <laughs> well, I mean, actually, Matt also brought it up, uh, but that's <laughs> one of the rumored names that is Punk. But I think it's we're way far off of seeing Punk make that kind of impact on programming at this point and by the way thomas burnett there uh jason he uh commends you on that's now that's a ring so we're gonna hashtag that now that's a ring uh, <laughs> it really is cm punk that's something they have to drink out until there's a yes, live audience absolutely if it's all you can get away yeah, with no, that during no crowd i mean if you're gonna if, if you're gonna waste the 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 Mandis and Odie pop uh, otis pop uh you know with no crowd you you cannot do a cm punk return without a crowd. I'm Absolutely. Sorry. I want to give a shout out to my friend Peter, Peter <laughs> Papa Giorgio and Sheila Cohen are out in the chat room. We appreciate you guys tuning in and listening to us. Please remember to share our feed. Uh, I'm going to cover my ears. Next topic. Thank you. Um, Nia Jax. Ooh, now that's a ring. <laughs> Nia. Nia. I'm from Jersey. We say Nia. Nia. Jax. Um, getting lambasted by what is perceived hey, hey, as... Hey, Aaron, she's, she's Samoan. She's not Puerto Rican. It's Naya. <laughs> Will you turn his mic off so I stop getting interrupted as I try to introduce this next thing? You please? had to make that phone call. I guess I, I was trying to be clear. You, you know Did Jax really do a botch on Kyrie Sane on that buckle bomb? Scott, let me throw it to you first. Absolutely. I watched it over and over again, and yeah, she did a botch, uh, something that she um, lambasted other people for, and as you're well aware, I think she needs to uh, go away. Okay. She has no business criticizing people for botches. She's Botchamania's number one all-star right now. She <laughs> always has been. For the, for, the, for the last three or four years, she is the botch queen. She makes Goldberg look tame. Oh, my goodness. By the way, Johnny, your one fan, uh, Thomas Burnett, is happy that you're back and agrees that Naya is awful. But I did. Did you, by the way, on a side note, did you hear Matt's comment that we had our highest viewed show last week when you were not on with us? I don't know if there's a correlation uh, well, you know, there, but. 
Hey, hey, ratings can only go up from there, though. Wasn't me, though. Whatever. <laughs> was it Scott? <laughs> oh, there's somebody in a gray shirt. Anyway, um, yeah, they 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 got hoodwinked. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I think I, you know what. Listen, is it possible? Listen, I think it was a botch. Did she miscalculate? I mean, Kyrie Singh. I think my right leg is heavier than her. So is it possible that she misjudged? where she was in the ring at that moment to do the toss, more than likely, which caused the botch. I'm not saying she's not uh, a free of, of skepticism here, but you got a paperweight in there, you know, being tossed around by a mountain. You know, you might have just miscalculated, and that's a shame because I hope saying I think is okay, right? Um, and nothing serious was, uh, came out of it for her. So by the way, our phone number 702-660-7666. But if she really is strong as a mountain, how'd she underthrow her? <laughs> I have no idea. Maybe they moved the ring on her. I don't know why she was in midair. I don't know. I, you know, you're right. But you know what? It's with certain weight and people, I guess, you know, when you reach a certain point in the ring as to when it's time to do the throw. Look, uh, Seth Rollins probably ended Sting's career in that WrestleMania match when he threw him incorrectly and got the neck into the buckle. And from that point on, Sting couldn't wrestle anymore. So botches, unfortunately, ask Breed Bella, ask Liv, you know, Liv Morgan, the recipient of being knocked out in the ring. Ronda Rousey. You know, you know, I, so there's I a have another potential theory here. Okay. So now, before Black Wednesday last week, and I'm really sorry I missed that show. Um, there, Kyrie Sane was already in the like 90, 80 to 90 percent range of leaving the company anyway. It's one of the big reasons the Kabuki Warriors dropped the title. Uh, she's been linked back to stardom in Japan. They really want her back. Um, her contract was coming up anyway. She was on her way out the door anyway. Do you think it could have been Nia going into business for herself a little bit? Nah. Uh, as a, you know, as kind of a, you know, don't let the doorknob hit you where the good Lord split you kind of thing? I, I would be surprised if that was the case because then, first of all, Nia is just coming back, and I don't think she'd want to go out on her own in that capacity, but that's just, that's just my thought. By the way, Johnny, if you can turn your camera on, we would appreciate I'm it. working on it right. I'm working on it right now. Okay. Uh, my, I'm getting error messages for my webcam. Okay. All right. Well, Just, Naya did say she would like risk her job to go after Ronda Rousey on live television. She yeah. Did. Yeah. So maybe, maybe, maybe she was sending a message to, you know, to Ronda with somebody who, you know, by by going a little rough on somebody who you know there was going to be no receipt from. Naya Scott. versus Ronda would last less than a minute. Scott, what's, what's your take on, on – I know your take on, on Naya in general, but is this a work to possibly face Rousey? Should Rousey come back? No, not at all. Um, it, it, you don't hurt somebody to do something like that, and no matter if it was a planned spot, you still risk injury. Vince wouldn't do that. None of the producers in the back would have done that. And I can tell you this, you know, her legend – uh, I guess Uncle, The Rock, mm -hmm. he wouldn't do that. So, you know what? You screwed up, Naya. Keep your mouth shut. Own up to it, you right? Know, yeah, own up to it. You screwed up. You know, how many people have, like, you know, Thomas and, and Ryan and all of us, she's unsafe in the ring. Mm -hmm. That's why people didn't want to work with Goldberg. Um, you know, he ended, pretty much ended Brit Hart's career. Um, just own up to it or, you know, just stop. You, you, you're, when you have somebody in the air in wrestling, you are responsible to lay them down. Very true. Very, think, very true. Oh, there he is. Camera's working. All right. Finally. Okay, have... turn off your camera. 
Yeah. <laughs> Can we? Maybe we ought to put Anderson Cooper's picture up every time for ourselves. Yes, please. Betty White's picture. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, anyway, all right. Um, okay, next topic. I'm not, worth, I'm not worthy of being replaced by Betty White. Just saying that. <laughs> the jury's out on that. We my have friend. your replacement. We do have your replacement already. Oh yes, she did her honor appearance before the show. We had her. Yes, we what? did have her do a, uh, yes. a a little demo for us, and her tones are uh, really good. Uh, I hear Betty White's locked in a uh, house guarded by Chuck Norris. <laughs> I hear Chuck Norris is locked in a house guarded by Betty White. Hey, listen. <laughs> To have a show where both Chuck Norris and Betty White are mentioned in the same episode, this is a classic. Anyway. We win. Follow ne- us. Next, <laughs> next topic. Okay. Now, as Johnny alluded to, there we go. This, as, as Johnny alluded to, Black Wednesday last week saw a huge uh, release party, so to speak. But with some major grumblings backstage and support for certain um, performers, one was Sarah Logan. And she got her head handed to her last Monday by Baszler and then was unceremoniously released on Wednesday. But uh, Sarah Logan um, seems to be possibly being resigned because of the support she's getting backstage. I also saw Heath Slater's name in that article as well as producer Fit Finley. But more importantly, Sarah Logan. Scott, give me your thoughts on bringing Sarah Logan back. That's fine. Um, if you watched uh, NXT, and I'll do a spoiler, Johnny, cover your ears. Um, you know, they had Drake Maverick on, and he's fighting for his job. Yes. Oh, my God, get over it. Um, you know, my opinion of him, there's a lot more people in America that deserves their job better than... Well, that, that was Drake part of Maverick. my question. Here he was released. He was on that list, and he did that, that YouTube thing. And all of a sudden, though, he's still in the tournament for the, for the title, Matt. I would imagine they pre-recorded that, but I'm not sure. Well, that's yeah, a- I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure the. I'm pretty sure no, it was pre-taped. No, because they actually mentioned in his match that he's fighting for his job. He was. Oh. Oh, okay. So they're having to use those people. They know, can bring back Sarah Logan. There. I, I did hear. Well, see, I think they should bring back Sarah Logan. I think Sarah. One of the Vikings. They can bring back Sarah Logan. She's a good name, but Heath Slater, they can't bring back. He's got to disappear for two years, get yoked out, and he can do the 3MB thing and come back and win the belt. Hills and get a title run. <laughs> put, the, put the three-man band back together. Yeah, I, I'm just reading some of the comments, and uh... – <laughs> Thomas is mentioning that this whole storyline with him still in the in the uh, uh, tournament is all about Drake. Ryan talks about that uh, Drake is actually super talented in the ring, great mic skills. Go back to him being his rock star spud in TNA with EC3. I will not repeat uh, Tommy Zuniga's comment regarding Johnny. You can read that in the <laughs> chat room by itself. Uh, but uh, Johnny, I don't know. I'm, 
I, I'm surprised Tommy Z knows how to type in English, so. Well, okay. Wow. Oh. <laughs> he, he is the worst referee ever. <laughs> Mr. Tommy, you know what? Tom, yeah, Tommy, I can't wait to catch up with you in person, my friend. Um, Thomas agrees hey, uh, with you, real, Matt. What was that? Real, real Thomas, quick. Thomas agrees with your comments. Oh, thank you, Thomas. Go ahead. Real, 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 real quick, I've, I have another, another hot take here. And I heard this is tied to why um, a lot of the the main roster talent were signed to, or, or you know, like when they were let go, they had the 90-day no-compete clause, which I understand is standard. But if you look at the talent released from NXT compared to the talent released from main roster, and even one special little loophole with Leo Rush, where they put Leo Rush, even though he was an NXT superstar, they gave him the 90-day no-compete um, because of his main roster run. Now... The rumor I hear is that Vince, for some reason in his head, still thinks this is going to be cleared up in 90 days. And the reason they slap those 90-day no-competes on him is because some of that talent they are intending to bring back, or at least try to bring back, but they wanted to get them off the books for the shareholder meetings coming. Okay, so. Well. It could be seen now. Now some of these guys are already burning their own bridges. I, you know, EC3 is already, uh, and I don't think they bring EC3 back anyway. I Literally, nobody cares about EC3. I like EC3, man. You can go back but, to the minus garages. All right, but guys like like guys like Drake Maverick or Leo Rush, or you know, even Heath Slater. I could see them bringing them back after ninety days if the situation with coronavirus improves. I only want to see Heath Slater come back because I feel bad for him as the last 3MB member not to go anywhere. Next topic. We are done with rumors. Let us now go to the WWE report. Um, go ahead, Matt. Why don't you lead us off with the first item you have there, and then we'll lead off with Scott to start off the conversation. All right. Since Rob Gronkowski is rumored to have a WWE contract, which who knows now since he has returned to the NFL and he's back with his good old buddy Tom Brady on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the WWE released a statement that he still has to defend the title at all times. So if R-Truth does not interrupt an actual football game <laughs> to roll him up, this was all for a waste because that needs to happen. And I don't they, know how it's going to happen. And they have they plenty of striped to? shirts already on the field. There's already referees on the field, yeah. Right? That's right. They can <laughs> what a, that's a great you tip. Scott, your thoughts? You on took the thought right out of my brain. <laughs> Scott, all right, Scott's up, Johnny. Scott, your thoughts? My thoughts is obviously in the next couple of weeks, Rob drops it someplace on you know one of the tapings. Uh, the other thing is, Matt, I heard a little bitterness in your voice. Is there a team that has more Super Bowl championships than your 49ers? Uh, I don't want to talk about it. You might want to beat <laughs> <Okay>. your. <laughs> Mute your uh, <laughs> volume for about three seconds as Matt ponders a reply. <laughs> it's because you're Michigan boys in Tampa Bay. Ryan, Ryan came up with another great idea for our uh, truth Have him dress up as a reporter in the locker room and then have him roll up Gronkowski. That's a good one. Can you imagine the questions he would ask? Oh, I think that, and that, would, that would be great. I'd love, to, I'd love to see it. Jason, what's your thoughts on Gronkowski quickly going back to the NFL? Was this the plan this whole entire time, do you think? You could tell that as soon as Brady was told that he was going to another team, you knew Crunk was going to follow because those two are a dynamic duo. And 
look out for Tampa Bay now. Oh, they are, they are uh, on the board as one of the heavy Super Bowl favorites. Uh, Ryan then also adds to his suggestion about our truth being a reporter, have Carmella dress up as a cheerleader as well in the scene. I think that would be pretty good. That's pretty, pretty interesting. I don't, oh, I don't know why girl, so that doesn't... All right. I'm not uh, going to lie. I don't know why they're Super Bowl favorites because they still have a Swiss cheese defense. All right. Next topic. Uh, on, a, on a sad note, this past week, the WWF, WWF, WWE universe lost someone uh, who really was, in my opinion, the voice, the ring announcer voice for WWF, WWF, WWE version, whichever one. Howard Finkel passed away at the age of 69, I believe. Um, great talent, great knowledge. And I know, Matt, you actually posted a picture of uh, you and Finkel together. And wh where was that? It was at CAC, actually. Okay. He was walking around. I got to talk to him for a couple of minutes. He was a super nice guy. Aaron, you might be the voice of this show, but Howard Finkel is a voice of my childhood. Uh, listen, <laughs> I grew up with Howard Finkel as the ring announcer in Madison Square Garden back in the day. I, I told, and I, I saw as part of the tribute, or there was a separate tribute on, on Facebook, where they played uh, him introducing CM Punk going into, I want to say, the Royal Rumble or one of the big pay-per-views. Nah. The crowd just went crazy. There he is. There's a great picture of him. The crowd went crazy. When he stepped out, he, he couldn't start the announcement of CM Punk for five minutes because the crowd was just, I mean, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. Um, him going against Harvey, uh, uh, what was the, the scrawny guy? Whippleman. Yeah, Whippleman. thank you. Yeah. Uh, Harvey Whippleman in the ring, the tuxedo match was crazy. But Howard Finkel was, was a man that I think a lot of ring announcers should pattern themselves after and how to do the job of getting the crowd up, in, in my opinion. Scott, did you ever meet uh, the Fink? Absolutely, at CAC also, and Jason also posted a picture. And Howard play sports cards. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, thank you. It was Survivor Series. Thank you, Thomas. Um, but yeah, welcome to Wrestle. I mean, his voice was just iconic in in that realm and. I got to say another voice, and I don't know why I'm going off on this tangent, but I remember on TV, on the Saturday night shows I watch, Gary Michael Capetta. Do you guys remember that ring announcer for the oh, WWE? Yeah. Right? How's that for a I don't know if he's still around. I don't know what his story is, but that was a voice I grew up on every Saturday night, midnight to one, back east, watching WWWF uh, on TV was Gary Michael Capetta. That's another voice. All right, next topic. Triple H celebrating 25 years with the WWE and every incarnation there is of that organization. Um, great, I, I saw a clip that somebody posted from backstage last night where they played a surprise uh, uh, message from The Rock, which I thought was great. But I gotta tell you, Triple H, when his head's not shaved and that beard's not trimmed, if you don't look like a freaking mountain goat, I don't know, <laughs> he just looked, <laughs> He looked horrible. He looked absolutely horrible. But your thoughts, I mean, Scott, let's start with you. What do you think Triple H's biggest impact in 25 years has been within the WWE? Besides marrying well, Stephanie. First of all, well, that, that being the case, you know, obviously when you're Vince McMahon's son-in-law, um, but he's been a great worker. Um, working through injury in a lot of his matches, blown quads. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'll quote him. He could buy this little piss ad 
podcast if you wanted to. Yeah. Well, if you would, we're listening. <laughs> Email us at thoughtsgoneanywherepodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Make us an offer, just, Triple just H. Leave us, just, For all just, those people. Go ahead, by the rights. We can be on the uh, WWE uh, Network. I don't mind. I was going to say, just no, just no talent overturn. Yeah, really. Hey, if Maria Canellis and, and Mike Bennett get their own podcast, uh, I'm sure that uh, they need to listen to us first, in my opinion. But anyway. Um, Absolutely. What, Matt or Johnny, let's go to Johnny on this one. Most, mem- <laughs> most memorable match Triple H has had in his 25 years. Oh, my God. There's been so many of them. I love Triple H, though. So it's, um, I would say some of the ones, like just the first couple that are coming to mind are uh, the Hell in a Cell with Cactus Jack that retired McFoley. Right. Um, the, the Hell in a Cell with Undertaker at Mania. Um, and then this is going to be – this is going to sound like a really weird one. But for some reason, I always remember the main event of WrestleMania 2000 where it was uh, Triple H, Rock, Big Show, and Mankind with a McMahon in every corner. Okay. I rem- yeah, I remember that, the corporate corner. Yeah, there's a picture of Triple H. It'll come up on your screens here momentarily. But, boy, if he doesn't look like the uh, – uh, who's that guy that they try to find in the mountains? Uh, the big hairy guy. Unabomber? Who? Sasquatch. Tell me that doesn't look like a little Sasquatch face there. I mean, I wouldn't say that. Guys, I don't know – I wouldn't say that. I, I can't in the room, see. I can't see any of the show going on. The only person I see is Scott, so I, I'm not seeing any of them. All right. Well, if that's you were, all you need to see. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you have another device, I don't know if you're on your laptop, but you can bring up the feed on your phone and see what everybody else is looking at. You can watch what's happening there as well. Um, I'll just watch. The, I'll just watch the playback later. Okay, Scott. Your thoughts on Triple H. Triple H. A my memorable match would be. Hunter Hearst Helmsley versus Rock and Roll Buck Zumhoff, which was his introduction into the WWF. Wow. Because that's what started it all. That's true. That, that's a great point. Um, the Rock. I'm, his, trying, I'm trying to remember what was his name in WCW. It was terrible. It was, uh, oh, he was uh, the prince he, he, because he did the curtsy stuff all the time before he brought it to uh, 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 WWE. Oh, what was it? Thomas, uh, Thomas says Triple H versus, versus, versus Cactus Jack in the 2000 Rumble would, was, his, <laughs> was his most memorable uh, match. You know, Triple H was The Rock's first major match when The Rock stepped into the organization, yeah. too. He mentions that in the tribute as well. I mean, think about all the – I mean, I would, let me ask you a question. Would he be on anybody's Mount Rushmore right now? If we, if we were to redesign – his, his WCW name was Terrorizing. Okay, there you go. <laughs> was, Scott. Was like, it's, it was a ter- terrible pun. Scott, uh, Triple H belong on a Mount Rushmore somewhere? I'd have to say no. Because um, a Mount Rushmore is four or five people. Obviously four. But, you know, you could always throw in a fifth. And we've talked about this in the past. And who would you kick off? You know, you got Hogan, you got Taker, you got Austin, you got Flair. Tell me any of those don't belong ahead of Triple oh, H. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But I'm just – if they expand the Mount Rushmore to a top 10, would you think he would belong in there? Top 10, maybe. Okay. Yeah, top 10. For his... Well, it's our show. We can expand anything we want to. <laughs> Go ahead, Johnny.
Okay, fair point, fair point. It's interesting, it's interesting you mention that. Revolution. It's interesting you mention that. Next topic. Because Triple H mentioned on the bump this week that once Vince is done, Stephanie will be taking over as the chairwoman of WWE, not Triple H. Do you agree, Matt? I, well, with Stephanie being in charge, that automatically means like Triple H is in the, it's like 1A and 1B pretty sure. much. So basically they're, they're he will power be in couple. charge. I don't see and with Johnny, Johnny wait, with Johnny, wait till I point to you so that we stop stepping on everybody. <laughs> I, hang on. I can't see you pointing. <laughs> and with everything going on he's done with NXT, I would hope he would be in charge because the WWE would be in for a bright future with all the stuff he's done. But I think one reason Stephanie stays in that position so that the chairperson named McMahon continues in the legacy of the company. Yep. So, Johnny, go. Oh, uh, you know, I, I just think they're – they are one and the same. They're the same entity. They are a power couple. They are always on the same page with each other. You know, I think having Stephanie McMahon in charge of the company means Triple H is in charge of that company as well. You know, it's her business acumen, her name, his booking sense, his sense of the business. Scott, it's, you're, it's two sides of the same coin. Scott, your thoughts on Stephanie having the title as chairwoman, chairperson? She will have it, then Shane will have it, Triple H will never have it, because, you know, in wrestling, there's never a divorce. Right. That's, and it's in the name. It's, it's the name as well, keeping that McMahon name. It's the name. So, Absolutely. you know, nothing against Triple H. He's done great. But the one thing I want to bring up is you guys are giving him all sorts of accolades. Half the guys you complain that were released from NXT, it doesn't hear from NXT? He, I, yeah, but, but to, in, in my opinion, though, the cuts came from Vince. Not, not, not and, Triple and H. Honestly, and honestly, there was, only both one, ways. there was only one NXT cut that I had an issue with. Most of the cuts were main roster. The only NXT cut I really had a problem with was uh, Deanna Perrazzo. But that, that's not what, what, what uh, the point that Scott is making. All those names that were cut under the NXT brand... He, you know, coming from Triple H or not, I don't think the official call came from Triple H. I think it was all Vince. However, point taken is that if Triple H is running NXT, but you got to make cuts. And for 20 of those people that were cut, you could have dropped uh, two contracts off the books and saved all that other talent, i.e. Bill Goldberg and Brock Lesnar at this point. So, you know, we know Goldberg is done. His contract expired at WrestleMania, but, you know, you can, make, you can make a case either way. So. Another little interesting thing I saw this week. I forgot to put it on the... Hold on. You got, Matt, was, Matt was talking. Hang on. Go ahead. I said another little interesting thing I saw is that Vince got a dividend from his stocks list week, yep. which would have been enough to pay for everybody's release contract for at least three months. Yep. So obviously the moves were made to make the bottom line look better for dividends to be even, even higher. So, all right. Uh, next topic. Real quickly, uh, WWE releases a belt that was in the making some, what, 10, 15 years ago, and that was the Brahma Bull belt when uh, The Rock uh, became champion one of his runs, and they never debuted it. However, you can get it now on the WWE shop for a whopping $500, which is actually, I mean, it's, it's a pretty sharp-looking belt, I felt. Price is right in line with the majority of their other belts that are out there. 
But I never heard, Scott, maybe you know this, why did that belt never debut live for The Rock? I think a lot of it has to do with they, they tried to distance uh, The Rock from Dwayne Johnson. So, you know, they're, they're trying to push it aside because, you know, he keeps coming back. They're trying to go with the younger kids. But right now, hey, why not? Okay. I was just curious if there was some other reason. I mean, it's a great belt. Uh, I look for sales probably. To I heard go it on didn't make TV in like the original 97, 98 when like Stone Cold had a smoking skull belt because right. I heard it either didn't get made in time or they actually lost it somewhere. Oh, okay. But did, wasn't there a time? I, I heard. Wasn't there a time where, uh, oh, there, uh, yeah, there it is. It's up on, you guys will see it up on your screen there uh, along with one of the other universal championship belts or the uh, combined belt, right? That was the yeah. combined belt. Um, Undisputed belt. I, I just totally lost my thought going into that. But go ahead, Johnny. Uh, I was I heard the story that they had lost it too. <laughs> okay. Chris Jericho is the only one who can lose belts. Yes, yeah, very true. All right, next topic. <laughs> All right, next topic. I is, remember it. I, I I do remember that it made the video game a lot because like you know like next in almost topic. every next topic. iteration of next topic. Ring the bell. Ah. Give him a ten count. He's out. Okay. Uh, Money in the Bank coming up Mother's Day Sunday the 10th alright we know it's not being filmed in an arena we know it's not being filmed at the PC Center we do know that the two major matches that has come out will be held in Titan Towers now of course they were supposed to also move out of that building prior to the, all this stuff happening but Money in the Bank is supposed to take place anywhere within the building working their way up to the roof because up at the roof is going to be a traditional ring with, the la with ladders up there with the belt hanging high, or the, the briefcase hanging high over the uh, ring. So everything is open for grabs from what I heard. Everything from the parking lot to maybe even Vince McMahon's office on this drive to the top kind of corporate ladder match. Matt, your thoughts on this type of match for Money in the Bank? I think it's kind of a cool concept for the situation they're in. It's kind of different, but from what I've heard, they already filmed it, which was Monday and Tuesday. And they said it was a gigantic pain in the butt. And they were there, there from like five in the morning to past midnight. And didn't the Stanford police or somebody like make an appearance and try to stop them because Connecticut yeah. is in a lockdown as well? Yeah. And then there was a lot of like production issues and there was a lot of standing around waiting to set up shots because they're trying to do the cinematic thing like right. the Boneyard match and Firefly Funhouse. So there's going to be some kind of... It's going to be two movies during the <laughs> Money in the Bank pay-per-view. Scott, your thoughts on the corporate ladder match? They got to do something to uh, bring up the ratings. And, you know, the last time they had, you know, the you know, Boneyard match and the Firefly Funhouse, which everybody talked about. So they got to do something. What would be kind of cool, since there's been a the technical brass ring from Vince McMahon all these years... If they don't have a fight like in Vince's office and somebody oh. literally grabs the brass ring, that would be kind of funny. <laughs> that would pop me a little bit. I would love the most disruption to happen inside of Vince's office. I mean, he's going to clear out all the particular stuff, whether it's even going to be his office or not, or they stage another office to look like his. But that would be interesting. Uh, Jason. I, I personally – oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead I, the last time we saw an office destroyed – as far as in, in the corporate office, was Vince's office, as well as Triple H's, by Brock Lesnar. Great point. That's a great point. So yep. maybe it can happen again. 
Who knows? All right, it'll be interesting to see how they I, make of that. So, go ahead, Johnny. I want them to give it. I want them to give it the performance center treatment, like when Chapa and Gargano went nuts in the PC, breaking everything, weight, equipment to friggin' mirrors. Like, I want to see them, like, literally, like, t- destroy the headquarters. I mean, they're getting a new one in six months anyway. Right. Why not just burn it to the ground? Well, because they still have six months that that building has to still stand for something. Uh, but we'll see what happens. I mean, it'll lend itself to a lot of uh, conversation right after. Next topic. Hey, Scott, the venue for WrestleMania next year is in jeopardy with the governor of California saying large gatherings might not happen until 2021, leaving WWE looking for an alternate plan. Your thoughts on WrestleMania for next year in Cali? Well, obviously, if the governor makes that statement, um, yeah, they got All right, you'll share you'll share that during pop culture. <laughs> yes. The, the lights are on though. Yeah, but nobody's home. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, next topic. Vince McMahon has put the kibosh on any of the commentators or anybody mentioning Roman Reigns' name at this time. Thoughts? I'll start with you, Matt. I think it's kind of crazy. I guess he's super butthurt that Roman got out of WrestleMania because he was so determined to make Roman champion again. Maybe he's just butthurt that Roman picked his health and family over the Universal Championship. So this is How his punishment. He? Yeah, I, to me, yeah, obviously he was slated to take the belt off of Goldberg. Anybody was. Hell, even Johnny could have gotten in there and he would have gotten the belt because Goldberg's contract was running out that night anyway. But... Um, it, it would be a shame that if, if Vince is holding any grudge about the man taking care of his own health first and his family uh, situation first in front of him, shame on McMahon. Um, I think this will just put keep Roman in that positive light of being even that much more over when things get back to normal and he performs again. All right, last, last topic on the WWE that I want to talk about. Scott Oliver Luck. Uh, Andrew Luck's dad um, suing Vince McMahon for wrongful termination after the XFL went bankrupt and everyone was laid off. Your thoughts? Suck it up, Buttercup. (laughs) How many more people, once again, how many other people are unemployed and look at the money you made. If you didn't stash enough away, it's your own damn fault. Yeah, I I agree with that because whether it was for the coronavirus or not, Businesses can fold up at any time regardless, and um, everybody would have lost whatever. So it's, it is a shame, and I think you expressed it with really no other follow-up necessary other than suck it up, buttercup. All right, before we go to indie news, let's go to AEW and Impact. Tessa will not defend the world title at Rebellion as she chose to stay safe from the virus and remain home, which she apologized to fans on Twitter. Twi- Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> Same theory in a way with Roman Reigns. And you made a comment, or somebody did, about hoping they don't pull the belt off of her uh, because of it. They Matt? said something about night two when she was supposed to defend the belt. It says, the future of the world title, question mark. If they pull the belt off of her because of this, I will start some kind of petition against <laughs> Impact Wrestling. I can't wait till June. I don't think it's going to hurt their ratings any. What yeah, <laughs> exactly. 
Speaking exactly. of, did any of you guys see Rebellion in that joke show that was Ken Shamrock versus Sammy Callahan? I did not. If you thought Goldberg versus Undertaker was bad, trying to watch Ken Shamrock do that was <laughs> awful. It was awful. Sammy Ma- Callahan. Shamrock should have retired. Guide Scott. Shamrock. Shamrock should have retired after the first uh, uh, Iceman match. I mean, with um, Tito Ortiz. <laughs> I, re- I rewatched that the other day. He got his ass kicked like immediately, and it was like, dude, you're done. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez Louise. All right, next topic. Willie Mack wins the X Division title. That was a good match. He beat Austin, Ace Austin. Willie Mack's like a local favorite, so that was kind of cool to see. Okay. Johnny? Good for Willie. Good for Willie. Absolutely. I love Willie Mack. I, I, yeah, good for Willie. I love Willie Mack. <laughs> All right. Oh, um, I wish they could have. I wish they could have done more with the tag team with Rich Swan, but Swan got hurt. So that's it. I Kay. think uh, I, I think Mac deserves it. He's a good competitor and he's a favorite. Uh, give him a belt. Right on. Next topic. MJF announces on Twitter that he has some kind of condition that has gotten worse and may need surgery, and wants to come back better for the fans. Is this a work or is this a shoot, Jason? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be ready on this. <laughs> it's hard to say what it is, really. You know, it, it could be either or. It, it's it's one of those things where you gotta really like follow the storyline and know and understand what's going on. It could be both. <laughs> yeah, could be could be a little bit could be a little bit of each as well. I think what what why a big question that is out there as to whether it's real or not. He's not talking about what the condition is. Not that he has to. But nothing is leaked out that it's a shoulder, it's a knee, it's this, it's that. There's nothing out there unless Scott, who's got his ear to the ground in just about every federation that's out there, organization, has interesting has heard something different. No, I think it's. I think he's got a legit injury, and it's been real quiet. Who knows what it could be? You know, and let's obey by the HIPAA, HIPAA laws and respect his privacy. Maybe it's something that you know we he doesn't want out there. Absolutely, but then again. I think I- I think the key word here is better because MJF is already better than all of us, and we know it. I, I, so he might just be coming. Did back you see his Did you see his better. workout video that he posted on Twitter? Yeah, where he's laying on the ground, and I guess his girlfriend was doing squats over him. Yeah, that I was a nice workout. Yeah, I think nice it's workout. totally fake because as soon as he said he comes yeah. back better for the fans, he lives his gimmick yeah. so much. I've met him in person. He is such a douchebag. Yeah, MJF no is one cares. of the best kayfabe workers in the, in the world. All right, next topic. Let's take on indie news. As we mentioned earlier, Mike and Maria Canellis launch a new podcast called the Non-Essential Wrestler Podcast. And what, could, what confused me to all daylights on Monday during Raw, they announced this promotion. They announced this podcast. WWE behind this podcast? I doubt it. So why would they allow them to take space on Raw to announce it if it's not related to the WWE? That's my question. It wasn't on Raw. I think it was just on their social media. I, I thought they, they, they had this whole thing about making an announcement on Raw. So I, maybe it didn't directly debut uh, on the show itself, but they were making this big announcement during Raw. That's the way it was built prior to the show, so I presume that there was yeah. a quick segment. No, they, like they said, uh, announcement during Raw, so... It was you know, obviously turned uh, the broadcast. They wanted people to tune in. Um, it's a work. And once again, you got two people that uh, non-essential podcast. Well, you know what? We're essential here. Watch us. Listen to us. Because, you know, those two are non-essential. 
<laughs> Next topic. I don't, know if you noticed, I don't know if you noticed, but EC3 has actually changed his t- Twitter handle. Uh, EC apparently stands for Essential Character 3. There you go. Next topic. The Revival getting heat from indie workers because their new tag team, tag team name is The Revolt, which has been used by another team for five years back east. Thoughts, gentlemen? F the Revolt. What's that, Johnny? I said F the Revolt. It's like only a tag team in like the North Carolina, <laughs> South Carolina areas. So for them to think like the revival on the WWE schedule would realize who these guys are, <laughs> they have zero idea. So I'm sure they didn't do it on purpose. Yeah. But the revolt probably, their tag team probably got more exposure in the last 24 hours yeah. than they have in five years. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Strike why the iron's hot. Next topic. Most of the talent released by WWF already had email set up, or WWE, sorry, have email set up for bookings and sites on power, uh, prowrestlingtees.com. Some of these people must have seen this coming a while ago to have designs and everything already. Were they jumping the shark with all of this, Scott? You know, if you're not ready for the next move, you're, you're sitting there, you know, sitting on your hands. Um, you know, pro wrestling tees can throw out stuff in a matter of minutes. So, you know, they, they can come up with a design. They're a great company to, for the wrestlers to sell stuff with, you know, their T-shirts or their gimmick items. You know, it is what it is. Um, I don't think there's anything to read into this. Okay. Other I don't than- know how fast they got, like, designs and stuff. It was kind of, when I was going through pro wrestling tees, I was like, how does everybody have, like, ten shirts already? <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I, do, I do like the Heath Slater, I got fired shirt. I thought that was great. That would be one that I, I actually thought about buying. Because <laughs> I, you know, I th- what about his kids? You know, I've got kids. He still has the kids and he's fired. But I uh, like Zach Ryder's I'm not there. <laughs> right. <laughs> Forever he's like, I'm still here. Now he's like, I'm not there. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, with about six minutes to go, let's go to pop culture. <laughs> Hold on real, real quick. And this kind of ties into pop culture. How bad do you feel as Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins when you host a weekly podcast every week putting over the company that just fired you with their action figure line? Hey, Dolph Ziggler went out on stage that following Friday with the Zack Ryder t-shirt on. So, you know, maybe, maybe look, maybe down the line, Zack Ryder is going to be one that could be called back. I don't know. Um, But he certainly gave his heart and soul to the WWE uh, for a very long time. Um, and having a one a twenty four hour reign as an intercontinental champion, I don't think did him any justice. All right, next topic: pop culture. Okay, um, Jack Nicholson turns eighty three today. Eighty three. Favorite Jack Nicholson movie? Scott, go. Shining. Johnny. Oh uh, well, I was going to say The Shining, but I don't want to copy Scott, so I'll say uh, Batman. Matt. I was going to say Batman, too. I loved his Joker. Jason. <laughs> the Shining. All right. Then I'll ch- Go ahead, Johnny. I, I was going to say, I'll cha- if Matt really wants to pick Batman, I'll change it to as good as it gets. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if everybody repeats the same movie. It's your, <laughs> it's your own opinion. I, I, I mean, obviously, being a Batman geek, I loved him in Batman. And what I saw in that portrayal of the Joker, he really enjoyed playing that character. You know, I mean, oh, yeah. a few good men is up there. You know, you can't handle the truth, an iconic line and all of that. But when you look at the type of roles Nicholson has had, have always been relatively serious. There have been a few comedic things and, along that line, but, you know, anger management to, to come to mind and uh, a couple of the other ones like that. 
But when you watch him in that movie of Batman, you could just tell, <laughs> here's Johnny. You could just tell he really just enjoyed playing this carefree, goofy character that we've come to know as the Joker. And, and I thought that was a lot of fun to see him in that. So, uh, Aaron, what's the scene your... where he was just dancing around the museum. Yeah, just that's exactly goof. That's a great example of what I was what I, what I was talking about. Aaron, what's your favorite Jack Nicholson movie? I didn't sorry, mean to... Sorry, sorry. I was busy trying to get uh, pictures for you. Okay. Uh, I'd have to say The Joker. I really liked him in that as well. Okay, so Batman's getting the, the consensus. Jason? put in with uh, Jack Nicholson, he fits that genre of the Jokers in a very <clears throat> top-notch way. Like, he had his own spin on Joker, which was so amazing. There he is. He's up so, on the screen now. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the Joker, you know, there's always comparison. Who is the best Batman over the years? To me, no one better than Adam West. Uh, that's my soft spot, followed by Christian Bale, Michael Keaton. However... Michael Keaton. There have been... God spoke. There have been there have been Kevin Conroy is the best Batman. Who? Kevin Conroy is the best Batman. That was before Adam West, wasn't it? Oh, uh, he's the voice no. actor for no, all the video games. But he is the voice actor for Batman. How about the long everything. list? How about the long list of jokers? Yes. Cesar Romero, the first one, right? Very good. And he would not shave his mustache. Did you know that about him? If you look on the close-ups <laughs> and his white face paint, his mustache is still there because he felt the mustache was part of his machismo when he was in regular films. So they really put a ton of white makeup on him. And then you have Jack Nicholson and Heath Ledger. And jo I watched The Joker with Joaquin Phoenix last week. Holy crap. Talk about a dark side, you know. But Jokers really need to come up there, you know what I'm saying? Need to really be, really need to be talked about as well. So... Uh, well, again, again, Mark Hamill is probably one of my favorite Jokers simply because of vocal performances. Here, here's my favorite so, Joker. Yeah, to me, Mark, Mark Hamill is... That's not a Joker. That's, oh, that's Batman. Batman. Sorry, my favorite Batman. Jeez, you're fired, Joker. My favorite Batman, I meant. That's all right. The Lego Batman is good, too. We'll, we'll take it. All right, next topic. <laughs> all right. Um, Chipotle, uh, the famous restaurant was uh, uh, has to pay $25 million to the government in food safety violations dating back to 2000, I think it was 13 through 15, if I saw the article, so I want to clarify, this was pre-coronavirus. $25 million, but you wonder why people today get nervous about today's restaurants. Scott, did you see this article? Yeah, basically they'll file bankruptcy, it'll be dismissed, move on. <laughs> <laughs> there should be a B instead of an M. It should be billions. Oh, is I that it was billions? Like, it should be. Oh, it should be. Because like I know so many people, including myself, that have gotten sick off of Chipotle. Really? <laughs> I think pretty much everybody I know that eats there has gotten sick at some point. Well, I'm glad we ended up not ordering that for dinner last night. So anyway, but hey, at least Chipotle, you got to give them credit. To the best of public knowledge, they have not received any of the small business loan allocations that the government gave out to Shake Shack and a couple of these other organizations that uh, at least a couple of them have woken up saying, you know what, I think we'll return the money. So, uh, and thereby by those companies getting those funds dried up the original 450 mil billion or million, whatever it was, that businesses like Scott's and, and Aaron's here and all the small businesses that really need the help could not get it. And Scott and I were talking about this last night. By the time he filed, right, Scott, you said the money was already spent by the time your file was even looked at. Yeah, uh, the banker was actually kind enough to call from Southern California, say that I would have qualified for my PowerPlay sports cards, 
uh, collectibles store, and needless to say, they said the money dried up. You know it. You know it, it's a shame. You got Harvard. You got all these big corporations. Basically, what happened is the big corporations have an in with their banker, and uh, and the banks, and they make more money off them. So they're looking at the small businesses and thumbing their nose to them. So you absolutely, know, and it's unfortunate. It's I, unfortunate. Yes, I, I'm still a big believer, and and I really don't share my thoughts uh, publicly on certain things, but. <laughs> regardless of what somebody believes in, whether we should open or not open, et cetera, my concern is that whenever we get the okay to reopen, in my opinion, I'm just pulling a number out of the air, 80% of our small businesses in this community, I don't think we'll ever be able to reopen, which means those businesses will be closed, those employees in those businesses will have no jobs, and they will have to go out and try to find a job in a much thinner job market. Just my opinion, you know, regardless, it, it's, it, it, things need to happen at the time that they're, that they're ready, but those dollars and cents that the government has, has made available to the small business should not be going to those big companies. There was a whole big list of companies that receive funds, and they should all give the money back so that businesses that need it truly should be able to stay open and get through this period of time or whatever their, their plan is going to be. But I will get off my soapbox now. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I just I just recently got another job uh, at the supermarket, right. and it's it's hard work. I'm busted my hump, and I'm just I remember thinking after I got off work, I'm I'm exhausted right now. Yeah, and I'm just like, I am just so grateful to have a job again because it is going to be a different world when the world reopens. Absolutely. Two more topics, real quickly, as we're at the top of the hour. Um, for those of you who have not watched The Dark Side of the Ring this past week with Dino Bravo, all I'm going to say is, if you remember the legacy and, and, and time Ooh. that Dino Bravo was wrestling, not only here in the U.S., but up in Canada and got his start, <laughs> this, this episode will really kind of, I don't want to say tug at your heartstrings, but it'll, it, there are scenes in this and stories behind this that'll just kind of make you go, that's too bad. So check it out. And again, I love Chris Jericho narrating these. I think he's doing a great job. I love his voice behind that. Last thing we're going to talk about, Matt, the all-in challenge that was put out there by, by Fanatics is raising a lot of money within communities. What is that all about? They're raising money for food and all a bunch of other stuff to help people with coronavirus and the relief and food banks, help, right? like food banks and kids that can't afford food and all that kind of stuff. I was looking through the list kind of while I was putting this together and... There's like a dinner with Tom Brady and to be on the sidelines at his first game. Right. The winning bid is $750,000. And then there's another one. It was like golf with Justin Timberlake and Bill Murray. That was up to 500000 And then the wrestling one I saw was The Undertaker. It was like dinner with him and one of his, one of his ring-worn jackets. One of his actual ring-worn jackets. And that yeah. was up to 22500 So they're going to raise a lot of money and hopefully – do a lot of good with this so absolutely absolutely There's the potential to help a lot of people right a lot on. of people need help right now scott we're going to give you uh closing comments here sir we'll let you up for did you have our our new johnny replacement in your lap there a few seconds oh what is that wow. what is yes, that it's, uh, there's oh, our little replacement hold hold on a scary picture was just dropped by our uh producer up there from days gone uh, by. i'm on a picture delay my, we were actually talking about this on last week's show, about my John Travolta hairstyle. Oh, God. So, in the infamous <laughs> words of Vince McMahon, Aaron, I have two words for you. You're fired. 
Jeez, look at that freaking picture. Anyway, Scott, go ahead. Let, go, go to Scott's camera, please, if you don't mind. Let's see. Exactly. Here, here's Johnny's replacement that's been in my lap the entire time. Oh, I thought you took her out of the room. No, she didn't want to go. Oh, so. there she is. Hold her back up. Yeah. I just brought your feedback up. Hold her back up there. There we go. What's her name? Cleo, right? Yep, for Cleopatra or Cleo the fish from Pinocchio. A couple things that we missed. One is Joe Pettacino, uh, the other voice of pro wrestling this week with Gordon Soley. Uh, I understand he passed away this past week, if uh. I saw that correctly. And also the uh, Las Vegas Raiders have inquired about a stadium up in Salt Lake City for next year. Oh, is that in case the Allegiant Stadium doesn't open up? That's a strong possibility right now, but that is what I'm hearing, that they've made some phone calls to Salt Lake City to possibly play up there. Does Salt Lake City actually have a stadium up there? <laughs> well, they've got a college stadium better than our, well, that's true. our, our high school stadium. But, but well, I guess they could play at Gorman and actually play in a, a better stadium. <laughs> um, but realistically, um, there is a possibility. And they well, can't, where does BYU play? They can't go back to uh, Oakland. You know, they're not wanted there, that's for sure. Well, BYU so. would be Saturdays, Johnny, and, of course, the Raiders would be Sunday. But doesn't, doesn't yeah. the state of Utah have these Sunday bla uh, uh, black laws on Sunday where businesses can't open or something like that? Isn't that one of the states that still adheres to that because of how religious they are up there with the Mormon sect? Very true, but you know they've made the inquiry. They got to find a place to play. Oh, absolutely! Just in case, I I, I totally get it. All right, interesting and piece I think of information. The, the the whole out of work thing. I'm pretty sure you know the state of Utah would turn the other cheek per se to uh, right help about maybe some unemployed people right now. I hear Sam Boyd Stadium might be open. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they want to go that way. Hey, I, I was in social distance there because no one goes to UNLV games. <laughs> You can sit like 50 seats apart. I, I'm being roasted here right now by our producer. So anyway, that's okay. I am proud. I am proud. Um, was anybody not impressed about the Allegiant Stadium light up? I it mean, looks everybody like a Death Star. It looks like something out of Star Wars. Everybody was talking about it as a ribbon lighting. Okay, and and okay because the city is dark as it is right now. Maybe it looked better than it really will be when all the lights are up. But it did not impress me. This is Vegas. We're lights and show. What is this little ribbon line around the stadium? Well, I, okay, so I have an explanation for that. Go ahead. I actually have an explanation Try for that. Try to explain it away. Um, so the big panel that's facing, uh, like if you're going southbound on the 15, on the, um, 15. On the, 15. the window faces north. Yeah, the window faces the strip. Um, the window is its almost like a two-way window because on the outside of the stadium, it's a screen. Like they have a T-Mobile. They're going to be doing light shows and, you know, all sorts of, uh, you know, all sorts of content on the window screen. Okay. And I think that is the main attraction of the stadium because we're the only stadium that's going to have one. Okay. So... I think they took a minimalist approach to the lighting because they didn't want to take away gotcha. from that. Isn't okay. there supposed to be like some big multimedia torch in the front or something like a that? A torch? Too? I, I didn't. I have not listened. There's I, a torch. There's a there's the torch that's supposed to be in the window that opens up towards the north, towards the strip. That's the flame for Al Davis. 
The fact of the matter is, who cares what the stadium looks like on the outside? It's what's inside, because how many people, when there's not going to be any tailgating, are going to sit there and look at the outside of the stadium? Let me, let me just clarify something. The, you, we're saying a window towards the strip to the north? Yeah. Yes, it okay. faces north because it's on the south. Okay. It faces the north so you can see the strip. Okay, I just want to make sure I understood the directions uh, that you are, you are putting out there. Okay, I, I, I guess what Johnny threw out there sort of makes sense. But that picture, which we have up on the screen right now, with just that ribbon lighting, very unimpressive in terms of the type of lights. But Johnny's sort of explanation, not wanting to take away from the board, although they can always turn out the lights on the stadium when they use the board, that, that picture to me was just very unimpressive, but that's just me. Anyway. I, I, I like the glossy black minimalist look. I like the Star Wars look because, as most of you know, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I think it looks awesome. But then again, so that's, that's the Raiders. The black colors are the Raiders, so that makes sense. But the glitz and glamour of Vegas yeah. is hidden in that picture about what we're all about in terms of the lights and the glitz and glamour. But again, when the, when the stadium lights are on and a game is playing, that's going to put off plenty of light coming out of that stadium. But oh, yeah. all right, so we got to start wrapping up. We are behind. So, Scott, you brought up those two points. Any other things to close out, sir, for you? Nope. Like I said, I'm holding Johnny's replacement in my lap, so Johnny... <laughs> Nice knowing you. Now she's got a lot more hair. That's oh. All right, Johnny, your final thoughts, please. 30 seconds or less. Um, just keep staying safe, everybody. We're going to get through it all. And uh, you can't replace me with a dog, as cute as that dog is. Oh, watch us if we have to. Anyway, I didn't say that loud, did I? Did he hear that part? <laughs> just kidding, Johnny. Jason, you have something, and then your final thoughts, please. Real quick, uh... Not to go back, but with Roman Reigns revealed that his wife and him are expecting twins. Okay, twins? Twins. They're expecting another set of twins. I, I had heard, though, that that already happened. I don't, I don't know if the timing was right, but I, I heard that he had them. Then they said he, they had the babies beforehand. As a father of twins, you need a lot of rest. <laughs> I can tell you that much. <laughs> no, but they, they already have a child, don't they? They have one, they have one From, daughter. And two, two boys right now. Okay, so th this would give him a five. Yeah. Holy crap. Good luck, Roman. <laughs> All right. Um, Mr. Matt, final thoughts. Hope everybody has a good, safe week. Don't listen to everything you see on the news. Go to some reliable sources. So stuff I see on social media and TV is getting kind of ridiculous. Just stay safe out there, and we'll get through this. And... Hope all the take the warning labels off of everything and let the <laughs> certain people go away. <laughs> all right. With that, all I will simply say is be safe, be kind. And again, to all of our first responders out there, thank you to McDonald's and Krispy Kreme. I saw a feed today come down that they are offering free, free food to all first responders, um, as well as many other restaurants across the nation. So any first responder frontliner, whether you're uh, like Kelly, my friend Kelly, who is at LabQuest, my friend Melissa, who works in the pediatrics wing at one of the hospitals, everybody stay safe. Thank everybody who is a frontline supporter to protect us all, such as Scott, who is also a first responder here on the show. We're very proud of all of you to, to, for you to be doing what you're doing to keep all of us safe and allow most of us still be able the opportunity to kind of do something like this, which we also love. Be safe, everybody. We'll see you next time. Right here on Thoughts Count Anywhere. Adam Phillips signing off for my crew, for Matt, Johnny, Scott, the dog, Jason, and Aaron, who's trying to get his job back after throwing those pictures up about me. Have a great week, everybody. Be safe. 
from all of us here at Thoughts Count Anywhere. Take care.